1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, as I am taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated, and uh, we want to thank those who are watching online. Be sure to click share so we can get the message out to as many folks as possible. Last Sunday and today, we are doing this, er, this message, Don't Waste Your Life, from the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. I would like to review some, but I don't know that I have time. So let's just pick up in verses 16 to 18. Matthew 25, 16 to 18, the man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So the man with five talents doubled what God entrusted to him. The man with two talents doubled God's investment in him. And what does Jesus tell them? Verses 21 and 23. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. So what does God call, or who does God call good and faithful? The man who does something. The man who gives God a return on his investment. Who does God put in charge of many things? the man who is a good steward. You have to understand that if you're new to Faith Christian Center, Craig Hagan told me once, he said, he said, you don't teach faith like anybody I ever came across. We used to be on television in Tulsa, Oklahoma, nine o'clock every Sunday morning, and I know that uh, Craig Hagan, Ken and Lynette Hagan, and I know that T.L. Osborne used to watch us while they were getting ready for church, getting ready for Sunday school. And Craig said, he said, you don't teach faith like anybody I've ever heard. Well, a lot of folks teaching faith, it's what I call one rail. Believe God, confess the word. Here at Faith Christian Center, we have always taught faith on two rails. Yes, confession, believe God, take action. But the second rail is character and being a doer of the word of God. So for example, we're teaching it's not like a main theme here this morning, but it's like a subplot, and that is stewardship. 
Because I've met people that God blessed them financially, but they weren't good stewards. And it's like people who hit the lottery. You let 10, 15 years go by, they're exactly in the same place they were before they hit the lottery. See, just because you come across money doesn't make you a good money manager. Just because you come across some money does not give you more character. Actually, the opposite can be the case. People come across easy money. A lot of times, it destroys them. So who does God put in charge of many things? The man who is a good steward. Who shares in God's happiness? The man who is faithful and produces a return on God's investment. So what did, the, what did the man with one talent do? Verse 18, but the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Not only that, he was critical. He was critical. It's the no-talent guy's the biggest critic. Amen. I remember John Osteen saying, when have you ever met anybody on welfare that loved the government? You know, so it's the guy that is unproductive. It is the guy that is unfruitful that is the biggest critic. We would never do this, but I could gather up everybody that, you know, gave Faith Christian Center over $50,000 last year, and I'm going to meet you in room, you know, so-and-so, and do a survey. They would all think it's great. They'd all think Faith Christian Center's great. They'd all think Pastor Gene's great. It's all great. And we could, uh, we could say, okay, now over here in this room over here, we're going to meet with everybody who gave $25 or less last year. And guess what? They would be the critics. It's the person with the least invested that's got the biggest mouth. It's the person with the least invested that is the biggest critic. Amen. How about an amen? How about a better amen? Well, it's true whether you say amen or not. What did the man with one talent do? He took God's gift, God's talent, God's ability. And remember the the master went on a journey and the master went on a long journey and the master's return was not expected. And so he took God's gift, God's talent, God's ability, dug a hole, threw it in the ground and then went on his way living a selfish life. What did the man with one talent do? He hid his master's money. He hid his master's ability. He hid his master's talent. What did the man with one talent do? Nothing. Goose egg. Nada. What did the man with one talent do? He did nothing with his life. He had nothing to show for his life. He produced nothing. He accomplished nothing. He gave the master zero return on his investment. And this servant who did nothing and accomplished nothing was critical. He badmouthed his master. It's always people who are critical of others who accomplish the least in life. I have encountered these folks all 49 years since I started preaching in 1973. Instead of taking what God gave them and growing it and multiplying it and stretching it, they take what God gave them and they hide it. They hide God's money like Achan did. And then they spend every day of their lives going from church to church to church confessing their fear confessing their inferiority, confessing the opposite of what God said. They, they, just, they just like, you know, they're like wandering stars. They're like way, uh, foam without waves. They're, they're like uh, clouds without rain from the book of Jude. 
I, I don't have enough. I can't tithe. I can't tithe. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I can't tithe. I can't tithe. I don't have enough. They just go, they, you know, it's like a, a record playing over and over and over. And it is a confession of fear. It's a confession of inferiority. Look, I'm not teaching on tithing today, but in Malachi 3, God says, test me in this. I, I, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. I, I'll tell you what, maybe I'm just OLD. The whole thing is just amazing to me. You know, you go down to the grocery store, you ladies, you know, you're looking at the package, you know, is this genetically modified food? I don't want any of that CRAP in me. And, uh, and then you go over here and, you know, you look at the bananas, you know, is this organic? Does it have the, you know, the, the green ribbon on it? Uh, is it twice the money? I don't want any of that, you know, genetically modified, you know, uh, hyper fertilized stuff in my diet. You do all that. And, and then, you know, they say, well, here, take this experimental drug, and uh, it wasn't properly tested. Uh, we didn't do a double-blind study on it. Uh, we didn't test it on people that had pre-existing conditions. Yeah, buddy, hit me, hit me. Come on, hit, hit me, hit me. Come on, do it again. Hit me, hit me. Didn't work. Oh, hit me. Didn't work second time. Hit me. Didn't work third time. Hit me. Come on, baby, one more time. Hit me. But God, the Ancient of Days, the Almighty King of Kings and Lord of Lords, says, "Test me in this." See, we got it. We, you're allowed to do a double blind. Just tell your brother-in-law, don't be, don't believe a thing. Don't, don't be a doer of the. There's your double blind, and, and, but, and I'll do the. Let's just see how this turns out. That's what we've been doing all along, baby. We've been doing a double blind. Amen. Yeah, let's just get crazy. Let's just see how far we can get. Let's get the complaint out of our mouth and let's put some action behind the faith we say we have and let's just see what God will do. I said, let's just see what God will do. I said, let's just see what God will do. Yeah, I'd really rather not share that, but man, he's on it. You know, we're, I'm a little delayed this year because of our schedule. And so the last few days I've been working on putting together our family 2021 photo books. And I come across these pictures yesterday. In fact, you know, uh, you know, there's this uh, silver headed guy standing outside of a private jet. And, and I stopped, I paused, I said, Lord, that's a heck of a long way from a used 1968 straight line six pilot junk firebird. And it, then the next picture I came across, I had my hand up like this, so I was probably telling the pilot, you know, something. Amen. That's just a long way from. Amen. Putting the Lord to the test. Believing the, the Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Believing God, not believing man. Amen. They don't even know what they believe. They don't even know what they believe. What they be, and what they believe will change before the sun rises tomorrow. But the Lord doesn't have to edit the Bible. Amen. 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 Now in this parable, how did the master respond? Remember, this parable is what the kingdom of God is like. Verse 26, his master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. That's not very nice. Tell your neighbor, that's not very nice. How 
I mean, I'm telling you, it's withering. And it's going to be brutal. No lawyers, no NAACP, no court of appeals. You know, I'm just believing God that I'll skate at the judgment seat of Christ, but oh my gosh, that white throne judgment, that great white throne judgment, it'll be brutal. You wicked, lazy servants, so you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with a banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. In other words, something, you can't do something. Okay, so maybe you can't part the Red Sea. Maybe, maybe you can't raise the dead. Maybe you can't make the lame walk or the blind see, but can't you do something? Can't you do something? Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. See, this is why they hate the Bible. Talk, tell me. Talk to me. Isn't that right? This is why they hate the Bible. You know, if you just went by social media, you would think Jesus was a hippie commie. This is Jesus talking. And he says, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. Not to the guy that has four, the guy that has 10. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Say it out loud. Everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Again, everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Again, everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant. Worthless? This is not nice. See, I have a great advantage. Sue and I have a great advantage. Hallelujah. Being children of 1955, we don't think we're God. It's a great advantage. He's the Lord, and I'm not. Tell your neighbor, he's the Lord, and I'm not. So if the Lord says it's his, it's his. And I got no problem with the Bible. I got no problem with the Old Testament. If God wants somebody dead, that's not my business. I have no problem. I told him this morning, your word is perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. See, a lot, how, how can you live for him if you don't even know who you're dealing with? He's God. And we're not. Throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So who does God call wicked and lazy? The man who hides his master's money. The man who does nothing. The man who produces nothing. The man who accomplishes nothing. The man who earns nothing. Who gives God zero return on his investment. The wicked lazy servant did not even do the bare minimum and earn interest at the bank. Some people do nothing with the gifts, the talents, the abilities that God gave them. They waste their lives. Don't waste your life. 
Others keep everything to themselves. They live selfish lives. Instead of using their gifts for God, for his kingdom, and to be a blessing, they use their gifts only for themselves. We were actually turned down by a bank in Nebraska. It was a bank, local bank that we used, but it had, because of what was going on, they kicked it up to a higher committee, and they actually said, they actually said, they actually said, well, if, if he was borrowing this money for himself, we would lend it to him, but he's borrowing this money for his daughter, so we're not, we, we don't even understand what he's doing. We don't, if, he, if it was for himself, we would do it, but if it's for his daughter, we're not doing it. Fine, I'll go find somebody else. And we did, and it's under construction right now. Amen. Amen. See, I'm just crazy enough to believe I can do what I can do for my son. I can do what I, I can do for my daughter. God will make it up to me, and he does. He does. I said he does. It's not all for me. Amen. How many square feet can I sleep in at one time? I mean, I'm trying to see how many cars I can drive at one time, but, but even there, I mean, I know physically I can only drive one at one time. See, if it's all for moi, am I really a Christian? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. They use their gifts selfishly or they even prostitute or compromise their gifts, talents, and abilities. We got preacher scandals in the news again, one of the biggest ministries in the world. Again, a, another deal, another deal. You know, it's a funny thing. God blesses people and they prostitute themselves. The ability to speak and hold an audience, that's a gift. But what are they using it for? They prostitute themselves. God gave them a gift. Maybe somebody could sing. They prostitute themselves. This is why Jesus told us in Matthew 6 to not live like the pagans chasing after the things of this world, but to instead put God first, but seek first his kingdom. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given unto you. This is why Jesus said, Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. I said, if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to deny yourself. I said, if it's not just a matter of being a believer. You've got to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not just teaching Christianity here as far as believing. We're teaching discipleship. He said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. Then he will reward each person according to what he has done. He's not going to reward us according to our intentions. He is going to reward us according to what we have done. So put God first and you will have everything you could possibly want or desire. But it is amazing. I have spent my life trying to talk God's people into this basic, simple concept. And, you know, it's like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I mean, I can... 
put it out there, put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. But it seems like only 3 to 5% of the body of Christ is willing to test it. That if I'll put God first, he'll give me anything I want. In fact, in my life right now, he's trying to give me stuff I don't want. This is the first principle of prosperity. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things, not spirituals, all these things shall be added unto you. But if you put yourself first or the things of this world first, you will forfeit your very soul. You will lose your very life. At the end of the day, you will have nothing and you could very well end up in hell for all of eternity. Elvis Presley grew up in church, but he sold his gift to the world. If he had lived for God and put God first, not himself and not the things of this world, he would have lived a long and a blessed life. Elvis Presley died at the age of 42. Around his neck, he wore three necklaces, a star of David, a cross, and a crescent moon. He told people, I don't want to miss heaven on a technicality. He died in a bathroom having overdosed on prescription drugs. God gave him a gift, but he used his gift not for God, but for the world and for himself, and it cost him his life. Katy Perry grew up in church, but she sold her gift to the world. She's lost. Whitney Houston grew up in church, but sold her gift to the world. If she had lived for God and put God first, not herself and not the things of this world, she would still be alive today. Her daughter would still be alive today. When you waste your life, you aren't just wasting your life. You are wasting the gift that God gave you. Your life is not your own. Your gifts, talents, and abilities are not yours to waste or to consume upon yourself. And there is coming a day when you will have to answer to God for what you did with the gifts God gave you. And let me say, I know that people don't want to hear it or they want to let it go in one ear and out the other ear, but the greatest gift God ever will give you in the entirety of your life is your children. That's why Jesus said, Matthew 16, 25, whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his holy angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. So how are you handling the resources God has already blessed you with? How are you a blessing to this church? Are you volunteering somewhere, somehow? I mean, maybe you can't play an instrument. Maybe you can't sing. But you can help. You can help. You can find a place to help. You can find a way to help. You can be a blessing some way, somehow. You can find a way to help. How are you handling the resources God has already blessed you with how do you treat the husband or wife that God has blessed you with how do you treat your children how are you raising them what return are you giving God on his investment of blessing you with children to raise and to steward God is watching everything God is evaluating everything how do you handle your family how do you handle your wife how do you handle your husband how do you handle your children how do you handle your money you may want to make more money but how are you handling the money and the level of income God has already blessed you with. Are you tithing? Are you saving? Are you investing? Are you multiplying what God has already given you? Are you a blessing to your family? Do you give offerings? Are you a blessing to the poor? 
Are you mishandling or are you mishandling what God has already blessed you with? How do you take care of the property God has already blessed you with? You take me outside and show me your car and I can prophesy your future. Is it clean? Are you, do you have hubcaps missing? Is the side banged in? Everybody knows you got insurance money on that. Is the side banged in? Did you get it fixed? Did you not get it fixed? Amen. How are you? See, they just love it. They just love it. Man, they're just going nuts because they love it. They're doing handstands over here. You can't see it, but they are. How are you handling the property God already gave you? If you are not a good steward of the property God already gave you, why would you think God will give you more property? If you're not mowing the grass on your two-bedroom mobile home lot, why, why would you think God's going to give you a five-bedroom custom home house on a big lot? Everything here on this property is, it doesn't look like it's any of it older than two years old. Amen. You've never even attended another church when there's a, a, a place in the parking lot that begins to sink where we, they saw cut it out, they put rebar, just like they're building a city street, they saw cut it out, they put rebar in and they pour concrete. Man, we ain't, we ain't putting asphalt on any sinkhole in the parking lot. Excellence, 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 excellence. And you know what? God keeps giving us more and more and more and more. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, take care of what you got. Tell the other. And look, you, 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 you men, you think you're going to, you know, divorce the one you got and find some sweet thing. Look, by the time you got done with her, that sweet thing you found would look like your wife. You send her out to cut the grass. You send her out to work 60 hours a week. You tell her she can't spend any money. Well, that's why your wife looks the way she looks. No offense, ladies. <laughs> you know, Frankenstein didn't just show up. I mean, talking about the monster, he was created. And you women, stop telling him he can't make no money. Stop telling him my mama told you I shouldn't have married you. Stop telling him my daddy said you were no count, no good. Give him a little love pat on the backside on the way out. Say, now go out there and make me some money, honey. I know you are able. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm talking about your husband. Tell them you can do it. Amen. 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 How do you take care of the property God has already blessed you with? Is your car clean? Is it maintained? Or does it look like it was used in a Hollywood zombie movie yesterday? Do you take care of your apartment or your home? Is the grass mowed? Are the weeds pulled? Is the basic maintenance being done? If you want more, you must be faithful with the little God has already blessed you with. And that's true of money. That's true of money. You got you to gotta show God. Uh, you can trust me. You can trust me at the $100,000 level. Then 
you're faithful there. Then you can trust me at the half a million dollar level. Then you're faithful there. You can trust me at the million dollar level. Then you're faithful there. Faithful, 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 faithful. <laughs> we moved in this building. You know, he's talking to me. You do understand that, right? While I'm talking, he's talking. And we moved in this building. Chuck Jeter was walking back uh, the, the hallway behind the stage here, and the Lord spoke to Chuck Jeter. If I'm lying, you stand up and tell me I'm lying. But it, the Lord spoke to him and said, I do all these things for your pastor because he does everything I tell him to do. Is that what the Lord said? Yeah. Not perfect. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm saying the Lord leads you to do this, you do it. The Lord leads you to give that, you give it. The Lord says, do this over here, you do it. And then he makes it up. He makes it up. He makes it up and or he multiplies it. Amen. Either way, you can't go backwards. Amen. Amen. If you want more, you must be faithful with the little God has already blessed you with. Being faithful with little qualifies you for more. Tell your neighbor, being faithful with little qualifies you for more. Being trustworthy with little qualifies you for more. Being a good steward over little qualifies you for more. So out of the entire world, the earth, the, the planet called earth, who should be given less money? Well, it's a toss-up between the federal government of the United States and the United Nations. But they just managed to get more, more, more. And if, if they, you, they can't vote it because of the opinion polls and the elections, they just do it by printing it. You understand that's what inflation is. You understand this? Inflation is a tax, a tax that was never voted on. I'm so old. Say, how old are you, Pastor? Old, Pastor? I'm so old. I remember when you could buy a brand new Corvette. My dad had a Ford dealership right next door was a Chevy store. You could buy a brand new Corvette. I'm talking about brand spanking new Corvette for $2,500. And now it takes more than a tenth of a million dollars to buy an Escalade. It's astounding. And just when you think you're getting ahead, just when you get your raise, just when you think maybe finally you're getting ahead a little bit, you go to the gas station and gasoline is twice what it was 14 months ago. You go to the grocery store, because, you know, whether you're buying non-GMO or not, it's doubled since uh, the last president. Just when you think you're getting ahead. See, the system is rigged to get you in debt and keep you in debt. To, I'm, I'm astounded. Our first home, four-bedroom, track house, maybe... Two tenths of an acre, $38,950. They're getting a third of a million dollars and three quarters of a million dollars for a four bedroom house with no yard at all. You could put your window down and spit and hit, spit on your neighbor's window. <laughs> Two thirds and three quarters of a million dollars. 
And yet, we have Christians who think they are going to make it without God. I don't see it. I don't see it, man. I, I don't know what kind of world you live in, but man, I got to have God on everything I do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to have God on my body. I got to have God in my money. I got to have God at my work. I've got to have God when I hire. I've got to have God involved in everything I do. It's the only way I can make it. So what are you doing with your life? Don't waste your life. Verse 29, for everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, <clears throat> even what he has will be taken from him. So you've got to produce or you're going to lose. <clears throat> you got to go forward or you're going to go backward. Don't waste the gifts, talents, and abilities and the resources God has blessed you with. Develop your gifts, talents, and abilities. Grow your gifts, talents, and abilities. Improve and increase your gifts, talents, and abilities. Be great at what you do. Be great at what God has gifted you to do. I'd rather be good or great with the gifts and abilities God has given me than mediocre with gifts and abilities God has not given me. I would rather be good or great at one thing than mediocre at many things. Okay, so what if you don't have someone else's gifts, talents, and abilities? Well, there's no point in complaining about it. There's no point in being upset or bitter. Some people waste their entire lives by trying to develop gifts, talents, and abilities that they don't have. Some people waste their lives wishing they had the gifts, talents, and abilities other people have. Stop talking about what you don't have. Stop talking about the talents you don't have. Stop talking about the gifts you don't have. Stop saying stuff like, well, I wish. I wish, I wish, I wish upon a star. Look, none of that's going to do anybody any good. Stop talking about the abilities you don't have. What gifts, talents, and abilities has God given you? How many of you here this morning have got two arms? How many of you here this morning have two legs? How many of you here this morning have two eyes? Well, he already gave you the ability to go make a living. There's only one you, so don't waste your life. There's only one you, so be who God has called you to be. There's only one you, so do, not, so do what God has called you to do. Is your life just about you? Do you care only about yourself or do you care about God? Do you care about your family? Do you care about your children? Do you care about others? Do you care about God's work, God's kingdom, God's house? I won't have to answer for someone else's life, but I will have to answer for my life. I will have to answer for the gifts, the talents, and abilities that God gave me. This is why Jesus said, Matthew 16, 25, for, who's, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. I'm in that dorm room, summer of 1973, Miami University. We're in summer school. I didn't mean to get committed. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't trying to be spiritual. I was just trying to be a good Christian at the level I knew back in those days. I get on my knees, little bit. I have no roommate, summer school, and I'm praying 10 minutes, and the, that's what I was doing, and the Lord called me. I like the Southern Baptist term, submit to the call. I submitted to the call. 
I preached my first sermon that summer. I've been preaching ever since 49 years. I gave him my life. I gave it away. Sue joined with me, gave it away. We gave our lives away. We haven't missed anything, haven't lost anything, haven't done without anything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gave it away. Gave it away. Your life is not your own, so live according it. accordingly. Your life is but a seed. We give our lives for God. We give our lives for the kingdom of God. We give our lives for our families. We give our lives for others. My life is but a seed, so I give it. I sow it. I give my life for God. I give my life for the kingdom of God. I give my life for my family. I give my life for others. Our lives are seeds to sow. If you want to harvest, you must sow. If you want to harvest, you must give. You can't keep it all for yourself. I don't understand these government people up in their 80s, you know, trying to make money on big pharma stocks, you know, selling out the world so they can make a few million dollars. I mean, how dense can they be? They're, they're 80 plus years old. They'll soon be in hell. They'll soon be in hell. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. They'll soon be in hell. Selling out humanity for a few million dollars. I don't get it. I don't get it. But the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Lay down your life. Give your life and you will find your life. Give your life to God and you will find your life. I know this is old school. Oh, I know it. I know it. I don't even know of anybody preaching this way anywhere, any place on the planet. But in the old way of looking at things, that's what the father did. That's what the husband did. He laid down his life. He went to work so the wife could be there with the children, so the children and the wife could have a roof over their heads, and they would have you believe that that's acting white, or they would have you believe that that's some kind of contemptible lifestyle. I'm telling you that no matter what color, when a man lays down his life, and even if he goes to a job he hates, I'm telling you, that is a noble thing. That is a righteous thing. That is a godly thing. Hallelujah. So that they can have clothes, so that they can have a roof over their heads, so that they can have food on the table. Forget about the war in Ukraine. The real war going on is the war on manhood. The real war going on is the war on family. Amen. No, it's a good thing. It's a righteous thing to go out that door every morning, even if you don't like where you're working, even if you don't like what you're doing, because you're providing a, a, a home for your family. You're putting a roof over their heads. You're putting food on the table. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and 
It is a righteous thing to take care of your own family. Now, if you have some left over, you might be a blessing to somebody down the road. But somebody down the road is not your primary responsibility. Your primary responsibility is for your house and your wife and your family and your children. That's righteous. There's no communes in the Bible. You know what is in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Families. 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 Lay down your life. Give your life and you'll find your life. (laughs) This is old school, baby. Give your life to God. You'll find your life. You single men, find a woman from the same tribe, someone of similar faith, someone who believes in God like you believe in God. Don't find some hot Mormon chick. Find someone who is from the same tribe. Then connect together, hallelujah, and then give your life to her. And her give her life to you. And then when the children comes along, you both give your life for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say something else. Man, I'm, I'm so far off course, may as well stay off course. Let me tell you what. Those babies are born, and you're the one that did the prenatal care. You're the one that went to the hospital. You're the one that uh, pushed them through the canal. You're the one that paid the deductible to get those children born. You're the one that stays up with them all night when they're teething. You're the one that wipes their little nasty heinies. You're the one that feeds them. You're the one that births them. You're the one that clothes them. To hell with this concept that those children belong to Disney or to Washington. They are our children, and we are going to protect them by God till the last breath in our bodies is gone. We are going to fight. We are going to win. We are going to prevail. We are going to overcome. Hallelujah. We are going to walk with the devil under our feet from this day to the last day. Hallelujah. We are going to win the lost. We are going to cast out devils. We are going to heal the sick. We are going to walk in supernatural abundance and prosperity while we await the coming of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. And when we hear the trumpet blast and we hear Father God say, come up hither, we are going to leave this place as victors and winners in Christ. Can I get an amen? Can I get a better amen? Let's bow our heads. You may be here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life. I'm not not talking about giving up who you are. I'm not talking about giving up your identity. I'm talking about adding to who you are, connecting to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. He said in Revelation 3, 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So you and I have been given an awesome opportunity, a great privilege, a great honor. And this is actually how you can go from being a one-talent man to a two-talent man or a five-talent man. Connect to God. How many this morning would say, Pastor, I've never done that. I've never made Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior, but I want to do so this morning. I want you to pray for me. I want to be included in this prayer. I want to make a commitment. I want to make a public commitment. I want to be saved. I want to be born again, Pastor. But that's me. Pray for me. If that's you, wherever you are, lift a hand up. Lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. You may be here this morning and you're away from God. You're backslidden. You're not living for the Lord. Like you promised him, you would. Word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning would say, Pastor, I'm away from God. I've gotten off course. I've gotten back into drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. And I need to recommit my life to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up. Lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. Anyone this morning? Well, I thank you, Father God, for your word. It is an incorruptible seed. It has gone forth into the hearts of the hearers, and it will not return to you empty or void, but it will accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you've sent it. And for this, we give you our praise. And everyone said amen. amen. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.